Thank you, Olive Tree. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, it's so nice to see this place so nice and full. I get so excited. It's so nice to be back together in person and in his presence. And that worship, man, sure, how was that worship? It's definitely worthwhile getting out of bed for, hey? <laughs> so today is Pentecost Sunday, but I just first want to pray. Let's just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your spirit, your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We give you this meeting. Come and have your way. Come and dwell among us and come into each one of us. Jesus, pour out your spirit on all flesh in this building today. And for everyone watching at home, thank you for your presence, your sweet presence, your manifest presence. Thank you. Without you, we can do nothing, Lord. Thank you that you empower us to do all that you call us to do. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So today is Pentecost. And Pentecost, penti means 50 in the Greek. And this is what happened. This event happened 50 days after Jesus died for us on the cross. You know, Easter weekend, we celebrated Jesus dying for us on the cross. And on the third day, he rose again. And then 40 days thereafter, he appeared to many in those 40 days. And 40 days thereafter, he, he rose up into heaven. On a cloud, picked him up, and he rose up into heaven. And then 10 days after that, Pentecost happened. And that is when the Holy Spirit came on all 120 who were gathered together in the upper room praying. The Spirit of God came on all of them like tongues of fire. So we get to celebrate that today and we get to participate in that today. So if you're a little bit nervous and you go, hmm, this Holy Spirit stuff, I'm not so sure. I want to say to you, it's okay. It's okay to be a bit nervous, but you know what? I just want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is so gentle. He will never make you do anything that you haven't allowed him to do. When you desire him, he comes on you. When you desire him to move on you and have then he does. He will never overcome you and embarrass you. So you can just like breathe out a sigh of relief and enjoy and just learn. If you're in that, that group that you go, mm, let's see where this is going. That's great, because I think today some of your questions might be answered. And if you're in that group like me, and you go, you hear the word Holy Spirit, and you go, ah, let's have a Holy Ghost time. <laughs> Welcome. You're in the right place. <laughs> so guys, um, I just love the Holy Spirit so much. And the reason why I love him so, so much is because he revealed Jesus to me. He made Jesus so real to me. And that is what he does. He convicts the world of sin and the believer of righteousness. So while we're running around in the world and we're doing our own thing and we're being tormented by the enemy and we just, everything's going wrong, he taps us on the shoulder and says, Hey, hey, God has got a better plan for you. Jesus died for you. Come, come, repent of your sins. Come, give your life to him. There's so much a better plan for you. Come, come. That's him. So if you're sitting here today and you love Jesus, it's because the Holy Spirit revealed him to you. 
and what he does with us that are righteous, we the righteousness of God. He says every day, remember who you are. Remember who you are in Christ. You're a child of God. You carry his righteousness. I don't care what you did yesterday. His, wash, his, blood, his blood is washing you clean today. Today is a new day. His mercy is new every day. Don't you forget who you are. you the righteousness of God. He convicts me of my righteousness every day. We've just done this course on um, God's kingdom come. You know the Lord's Prayer says, May your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And the Holy Spirit is the great revealer of God's kingdom here on earth. It's when he's present, his kingdom is revealed. Signs and wonders follow. Many miracles take place. And we don't chase after the signs and wonders. They are amazing because when we see them, we know that Jesus is so real. Nothing can actually dispute it. Nothing can change your mind about it. You've seen it. You've experienced it. He took my asthma away. He healed me. I know he is so real. But we first seek the kingdom of God. He says, first seek my kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. So let's read what else Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. This is just before the day of Pentecost. We're reading from Acts 1, verse 3, and this is Jesus speaking after he was raised from the dead. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. So he appeared to many people after he rose from the dead, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining the kingdom of God. So in that 40 days, he was teaching them about what is about to come, how his kingdom will be, will be on the earth after he leaves. And being assembled together with them, he, come, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, like we saw this morning, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So it's a different experience. It can happen the same time. It can happen before you get baptized in water. It can happen, it can happen the moment you give your life to Jesus. You can receive the Holy Spirit. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And Jesus was raised up to heaven. So guys, we see here, Jesus says, wait. Wait for the promise that you heard me talk about. And you shall receive power. Don't go before you've received the power. We need that power. We need the power to go spread the gospel. Gospel means good news. And guys, it's not good news. It's amazing news. It's the best news you'll ever hear while you're here on earth. That your sins are forgiven. That you are washed clean. And the fraternity you will spend with your Father in heaven, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You might hear that, oh, uh, but what if, I, what if I win the jackpot? Yeah, that's great. You go buy yourself a house. You buy your friend your house. You buy some people some cars, and that's wonderful. And then you die. And then what? You can't take that with you. So it's not the best news. The best news is the news that your sins are you forgiven. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to walk into freedom. Because it's by His power that we can overcome sin. It's by His power that we are delivered and set free from all the bondages of this world, from all the troubles of the world. And it's when He comes and dwells in us, His presence, His love, His peace, His joy comes so full in us. It doesn't matter our circumstance. We've heard this preached a couple of times these last six weeks. 
And that is by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, Jesus says to the disciples, it is good that I go away. So if Jesus was standing here today, and he stands here, he says, Estelle, it is good that I go away. I would say, Jesus, how on earth can that be good for me? You are God here on earth. I just want to be with you. I want to see you perform miracles. I want to see you raise the bed. I want to learn from you. Teach me more about my Father in heaven. Teach me of what is to come. And he will say, no, it's good that I go away. Because I'm going to send you a religion. No, that's not what Jesus said. He said, Estelle, it is good that I go away. Because I'm going to send you the Bible. And I'll go, yes, Lord, I love your word. I read it every day. It's life to me. And you speak to me. through. Oh, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Bible. It's got power. It's got life. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, it's good that I go away. Because I'm going to send you the helper, the comforter, my spirit. My spirit will dwell with you. And he will be in you. The mystery of Christ in me, the hope of glory, is his spirit comes to dwell in me. And when his spirit comes to dwell in me, I receive power from the Holy Spirit and his name is glorified. When these signs and wonders follow me, his name is glorified. So, you know, these guys went to the upper room. They went back to Jerusalem. They saw Jesus leave. They gathered in Jerusalem. They went to the upper room. And there they continued to pray in one accord and they had to wait. And uh, we don't have to wait anymore. We can just desire him and receive him. Only there at first they had to wait. But for us, he's available immediately. You know, Father God wants every single believer to be filled with his Holy Spirit. He says, you as bad parents know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more do I not want to give you my spirit if you ask for it? So all we have to do is desire him. So they're praying in the upper room. And now we're at Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So yes, guys, they were all filled And they all prayed in other tongues. It's not just for some. It's not a gift that you can earn. It's not something that, oh, if once you are good enough, then you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. It's for every single believer. And you know, the people that heard this commotion and heard them pray in other tongues, they even recognized their own languages being spoken, knowing that that person couldn't speak their language. They thought that they were drunk because it was quite disorderly. And I want to tell you, the world does not understand it. There's no place in logic for it. You can't figure it out with science because it's from the Spirit. It's from the Spirit of God. And how will we know when we have received him? We jump to verse 17. And it all shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. All flesh. We can say because I can't... I can't explain it to you and I can't prove it to you. It it must have been only for them. It must have been only for 2,000 years ago. But that's not what the Word says. The Word says, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Don't worry, the the old men can prophesy too. (laughs) 
it's not just for the young or the old. This is just a scripture to say that the Holy Spirit is not, uh, he, he can use a young person, he can use an old person. We're never too young, we're never too old to be used by him to move in power and to see God's kingdom come and Jesus will be glorified. Let's see of more signs of the Holy Spirit. Let's turn to Mark 16 verse 14. This is Jesus again after he was raised from the dead. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked them. He rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So first thing Jesus does, he rebukes them. And if you're a parent here today, you will know if you've got children, you need to rebuke them. You need to correct them. And the reason why you correct them is because you love them. You want something better for them. So you will say, hey, that's not a great idea. So he says here, unbelief is not good. You cannot please God without faith. And unbelief stops the manifestation of the supernatural. So you just got to make up your mind and say, I'm just going to believe God's word. And I'm not asking you to believe just anything. We believe his word. We go back to his word and he says, unbelief and hardness of heart, God against these things. Hardness of heart is something that happens over a period of time. When you first give your life to Jesus, you're all excited about it, and you raise your hands, and you cry while you worship, and it's just fantastic. And then two, three years go by, and somebody in church upsets you, and how can that Christian behave like that? And they didn't do it quite the way I thought they would, and the song doesn't really suit me. <laughs> and your heart becomes hardened. And you start looking at men, oh, that one disappointed me. And you, and you take your eyes off Jesus. That's when our heart, hearts become hardened. He says, now put your eyes back on me. I want to give you a heart of flesh again. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do again. He wants to give each one of us a heart of flesh again today. And the quickest way to get over that hardened heart, just forget the one that offended you. We're all faulty. There's not one. There's not one. There's not one without sin, okay? But by the grace of God, there we go. Verse 15, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel, and to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. So guys, I just want to tell you, I get excited when I see a demon come out of somebody. I know that's probably not your thing, but wait till you see it. <laughs> you will be so excited too. Because the word of God says that surely if you cast out demons, my kingdom has come upon you. And surely when you receive the Holy Spirit, you start praying in tongues. That is his kingdom come inside of that person. Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and a lady came up to him. And she was bent over for 18 years. She was walking like this. Now, if she was here today, we all probably say, shame, can I, I've got a good doctor, let's go and take you for some x-rays, and let's put some pins in your back, and we straighten it up again for you. That's what we would do. But what did Jesus do? Jesus said to that spirit of infirmity, come out, and she was instantly healed. That young boy with epileptic fits, he didn't give him medication, tweak the medication to just manage the fits. He said, come out, you foul spirit. Instantly he was healed. Guys, doctors cannot discern things spiritually. That is your job and that's my job. They're not trained to, to discern things spiritually. It's wonderful if they can, but they are based on science. 
And we thank the Lord for the doctors because they, they give us wonderful medicine. I had COVID last, last month and I enjoyed the medicine and it helped me. So we thank you, Lord, for the wisdom you give our doctors. But it's up to you and up to me to discern spiritual things, to say to that false spirit, come out, be healed, be cleansed, be set free in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. They will speak in new tongues. And that's all of them. That's they. I will give you my testimony here quickly. Um, when I was a child in the church that we belonged to, I never heard tongues. I never saw one demon cast out. And I just want to tell you guys, don't worry when you hear people praying tongues. Rather rejoice. You know, know that the kingdom of God has come in them. It's, it's a sign of the Holy Spirit being in them. And uh, it, it actually bears witness to the unbeliever. So when the unbeliever hear it, they actually know, sure, something supernatural is going on. So anyway, I found church so boring. And at the age of 23, my mom prayed really hard. I gave my life to Jesus. And when I was so excited that my sins are forgiven, I'm a new creation, and uh, I can now literally call myself another name because I'm not uh, bound by my sins anymore, I heard that there's more. There's the Holy Spirit. And I said, yes, I want it all. I'm an all or nothing girl. If you take me to the party, I'm the last to leave. So <laughs> when you introduce me to Jesus, I want all that he has for me, and I want it now. I'm not going to wait for it. Now is the time. <laughs> so it was a meeting just like this. Uh, that the pastor said, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just stay behind after the service and we'll pray for you. And that's exactly what we're doing tomorrow night, guys. We're going to pray for people here to fill, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you have any questions, please come. Go ask your questions. It's a safe place. If you desire a gift of tongues, come. We'll pray for you. If you feel you need deliverance, come. We'll pray for you. It's going to be an amazing time. Bring your relative, bring your friend, bring anybody that you think needs a touch of the Holy Spirit. Where's my testimony? So, oh, okay, I'm coming to the front. I'm standing in the front, and <laughs> the pastor starts to pray. And as he's praying, I heard some people starting to pray in tongues next to me. And, uh, but nothing happened to me, and I just kept my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I felt my lips are moving, but there's no sound coming out. You see, I had no idea that the Holy Spirit is so gentle that he will wait for me to give him a voice. Guys, he will never override your will. He will never do anything to you that you don't desire from him or allow him to do. He will never embarrass you. So there I'm standing, my lips are moving, and I walked out and I thought, oh, that was amazing. What just happened here? That was amazing. I was like on cloud nine. And I had this new fire in me. I just want to tell everybody, get saved, give your life to Jesus. Come on. I went from door to door knocking on people's doors on a Friday night in a suburb that was mainly Jewish. So it was, <laughs> it was a bit disheartening because nobody gave their life to Jesus. But I just realized maybe this is not my call. The Lord's got other things for me to do. Some did. Some did lead people like that through the Lord, but it didn't happen for me. Uh, anyway, so uh, I was so full of the fire of the Lord. And um, in that time, I would come to church, and when the worship was unlike the worship we would have today, I would pray in tongues a little bit during worship. And I go, oh, there it is. And uh, I've still got it, and it's there, and it's there. And then I'll go home, and I don't know. It's a gift I can use at home. I don't know. It's a gift that I can use when I'm driving in my car. I thought it for, only for anointed meetings when you're there, and the Spirit's moving, and then you move, and then phew, when it's over, it's over, and then you must my go home. So um, through time, maybe three, four years later, I started to get cold. 
I stopped reading my Bible, I stopped going to church, and I got literally sucked into every sin this world has to offer. That is any pleasure that you can possibly imagine, I was into it, okay? Like I went all the way that way, I went all the way this way. And in that time, I never prayed in tongues. I never listened for the Holy Spirit. I didn't seek His company, I didn't read my Bible. And as much as I got sucked into the world and into partying and just filling every hole in my soul with anything that's placed in front of me, the more empty I felt and the more disillusioned I felt, the more depressed I got. And I would get so depressed after a long week in partying. Some of you might know, some probably never. Thank the Lord. <laughs> you would be so depressed on Monday morning and then you've got these prayers like, ooh, I don't want to live anymore. I can't even do this anymore. Please, Lord, help, Lord, Lord. And then when I pray those prayers, you know, those little arrows, I, uh, I would remember that night. The Holy Spirit will remind me, remember when your lips moved. And I will so know that Jesus is real, that the Holy Spirit is real. Doesn't matter how far away I am from him. Doesn't matter what I did last weekend. Those two facts, those two truths, nothing could take away from me. Eventually, after a long period in the desert, going around the mountain and running a groove in that thing, I finally we started going back to church. And finally, we said, okay, we need to join a, night, a nightclub. <laughs> Other club. Other. No, that was after. Thank you, Lord, after. We must join a home group. Better. Don't join the nightclub. Join the home group, okay? <laughs> so we joined the home group. And the first night I walk into the home group, a guy I don't know comes up to me, and he says to me, you'll have eyes like an eagle. You'll see into the spirit of man. God has got a call on your life. And he turned around and he walked off. And I wept, and I wept, and I wept. And I said, oh, Lord, so sorry. What have I been missing? Yeah, I'm running around after everything that kills, everything that robs, everything that destroys, and you have got these awesome plans for me. And two months or so, a little while there later, a friend prayed for me, and the power of the Holy Spirit came on me, and I fell to the floor. And I know that doesn't sound attractive, but it was an incredible experience, guys. Incredible. To lie on that floor and to feel his presence on me, the weight of him like a heavy blanket all over my body. I remember I tried to lift my arm and I couldn't. I tried to lift my head from the floor and I couldn't. And I just stayed there. And in that time, all heaviness just left me. All depression left me. All worry all fear left me, and his joy came rushing in, and his peace came flooding into me. And I got up from that floor with a new fire inside of me, guys. I received a flow in tongues. I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want to smoke anymore. I just want to do what he has called me. He took all those desires away. I didn't even have to try. By his power, he just said, girl, that's not for you. You're walking this way. You and me, we're going this way. And I had such a hunger for him again, such a hunger for his word. I couldn't put the Bible down, and I just wanted to be used by him. I just, Lord, I know whatever you call me, you, Holy Spirit, you will give me the power, therefore. So where's my testimony? There's my testimony. <laughs> and they will speak in tongues. 
and they will all speak in tongues. So if you desire that gift, you will receive it. If you don't desire it, don't worry, it won't bother you. But if you desire it, that gift is such a beautiful power gift because we're speaking directly to God in His language. We're basically yielding our mouth to the Holy Spirit. But no one thing, you start and you stop. You're not going to stand in the middle of checkers and just burst out in tongues. No, you have control of it, and the Holy Spirit will never over, override your will. Your will is always first and foremost, your will, your choice. And when we pray in tongues, you will say, yeah, but you don't even know what you're saying. It doesn't matter. I don't know what I'm saying. I know that I'm speaking God's will into the atmosphere. And as I speak it, the Holy Spirit comes and he gives it power. You know, life is in the tongue. Life and death is in the tongue. So all I'm doing is I'm allowing him to use my mouth to speak his will into the atmosphere for my family, for me, for my work, for my life, for my protection, for whatever it is that needs intercession. He makes intercession on my behalf. And sometimes, yes, he does give me the meaning of it. But then it's normally for a person to say, you know what, the Lord says, I I feel the Lord saying this for you. And then they will just know that Jesus loves him so much. Because that is what Jesus does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals Jesus' heart to us. He reveals Jesus, and he's always encouraging. He's always uplifting. He always speaks new life. It's never critical. It's never to shame you, to say, yeah, I know the sin you've been in. No. It's, or if you hear that, that's not from the Lord. Shut up. Don't say that. If you hear that it's life and encouragement, then you can speak and say, well, this is Jesus. He says he loves you. He's got better plans for you. He wants to deliver you. He wants you to be free. He wants all that you have for him. All you have to do is open your heart and desire. And he will come in and he will dwell inside of you. Guys, we serve a God that wants to be so close to us that he wants to dwell inside of us. He's dwelling with us here today. He says, I will dwell with you. And where two or more are gathered, I'm there with you. So thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're dwelling here with us. You're going up and down with these aisles. You're resting upon people. You're speaking to their hearts and softening their hearts. And you're calling them and you're pulling them and you're wooing them back to the lover of their soul. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Verse 18. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And this is where the sermon gets really exciting. Bella, please can you go get me the snakes? I'm just joking. (laughs) I'm just checking if you're still awake. Are you listening? You're listening. So no, guys, we're not going to play with snakes. (laughs) But it is true. We will have supernatural protection, okay? I know, it was too much, eh? too far. I'm sorry. The Holy Spirit will calm you down. Lord, calm their nerves. Calm their nerves. So it happened to Paul on the island of Malta. A very poisonous, deadly snake bit him. And he just flung that thing into the fire. And everybody on the island thought that he's now going to die. And when they watched him live and nothing happened to him, they all came to faith. So I want to just give you a quick story there. I don't know if I've got time. Um, One day I'm at Bella School praying and I stupidly left my handbag on there. Passenger seat. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's a cul-de-sac. I'm just one hour in and out. You know, nothing will happen. One hour later, I came back to my car. And uh, outside, it was at Wee Friends. Outside, there stands a policeman with my handbag in his hand <laughs> next to my car. And the passenger window is smashed. So he says, no, he just wants to give me back my handbag. And across the road, there's a police van with two guys locked up at the back. <laughs> so what had happened, these two guys obviously walked past the car, saw the bags, uh, 
smashed the window, grabbed the bag, and ran off. And two other people saw them, chased them, got my bag back, and there happened to be a cop car uh, block away. They arrested him, put him back, and the policeman is just standing waiting for you to sign the statement. <laughs> so, yes, the Lord looks after our things. We all have supernatural protection, but do not leave your handbag on the front seat. <laughs> the Holy Spirit also gives us wisdom. He leads us, and He teaches us. He's our teacher, and we yield to him so he can lead us into all wisdom, okay? And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So I've got a little prop for you today. <laughs> so this little hand is a Christian. We give our lives to Jesus, and we start to look just like a Christian. And uh, we don't even swear anymore. And we have praise and worship play in our car, and we're just so happy. Because our sins are forgiven, and it's so wonderful being a Christian. Yes, new creation. But something different happens when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of us. We receive His power. We will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So raise your hands and say after me. These hands are healing hands. By the power of the Holy Spirit. You can put your hands down again. So guys, there's nothing special about our hands. Our hands are just flesh and blood. But the Holy Spirit, when we in obedience to the word of God, go lay our hands on the sick. Jesus comes and he lays his hands on the sick. And the Holy Spirit comes in his power and he heals them. I can't heal anybody. You can't heal anybody. But he can. And he says, these signs and wonders will follow you. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If you lay hands on the first one and they don't recover, we're not going to stop there. We're going to be obedient. In obedience, our part is just to be obedient. Maybe they get healed later. Maybe they've got another journey to walk. We don't know the detail. Out of obedience and with faith, we go and we lay our hands and say, Jesus, heal them. You know, Jesus took 39 lashes on his back. And that thing that he took the lashes with has got tails on it. And at the end of some of them are metal balls. So every time they lashed his back, his back got ripped open. Not once, 39 times he took that for you and for me so that we can be healed. He was so ripped open, so deformed by that punishment that he took. The word says that he was hardly recognizable. That's the Lord we serve. We've got to go when he says go. We've got to lay our hands on the sick. And with faith, say, Jesus, you lay your hands. And by your power, Holy Spirit, they will be healed. By your stripes, they will be healed. Verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying of signs. They went out. And these signs follow them. Guys, who doesn't want the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit is for every believer. For every, you cannot earn him. He's a gift. He gives us more gifts to move as he sees fit. We just have to open our hearts and desire him. But I know that if we desire him, he comes. Like a rushing wind. He comes suddenly. And he comes and fills us. Come, let's stand. Can I have some uh, musicians up, please?
So we're just going to do first things first. We want to make sure today that we are born again, that we are a believer and a follower of Christ. If you have never given, close, everybody close their eyes, please. And just keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the baptizer and the Holy Spirit. He's our Savior. With all eyes closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus today, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to say a prayer over you. I just want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening the eyes to our Lord and Savior. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. I see Jesus sees your hands. Thank you, Jesus. You can say this prayer in your heart after me. Jesus, today I repent of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Make me altogether new. Thank you that you died for me on the cross and on the third day you rose again. And today I confess and believe with my heart that you are the Son of God. Come and live in my heart. Thank you. I yield to you. I say thank you for your love. Thank you that your love wash away all my sin, that your love makes me new today. I'm a new creation. I can now say I am a child of God. I'm adopted into your family, and I can say to Father God, Abba, Father, Daddy, I'm reconciled to you. Thank you for Jesus, your son that I'm reconciled to you, that I can see and feel your arms embrace me and you hold me so tight to your chest and said, my girl, my boy, you came home. You came home, you came home, how I waited for you and how I loved you. And thank you, Jesus, that you made the way, that you took our punishment and that your righteousness is now ours, a new creation altogether. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, just raise your hands and open your heart. Look to Jesus. He's the baptizer. You can say this after me. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. I receive you. Come and fill me to overflowing that rivers of living water flow from my innermost being. And Jesus breathed on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. We receive you, Holy Spirit. Come and dwell inside of us. Open your mouth and speak. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Our helper, our redeemer, our wisdom, the one that will lead us into all truth, the one that will remind us of his word, of his presence, of your manifest presence in our lives. Your kingdom come inside of us today. Thank you, Jesus. Your kingdom come wherever we go, Lord. Revival will take place because your presence will be in us and on us and many signs and wonders will follow us because of your kingdom will break through on earth as it is in heaven. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your gift. Precious, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the fullness of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
satire nala your peace your joy your righteousness our portion from today onwards in a measure like never before i want to pray against heavy hearts anybody that's got a grieving heart anybody that's got a sore heart or hurt you've been hurt by somebody you've been hurt by a loved one you feel rejected the holy spirit will heal your heart this morning he will take away those wounds he will heal your soul this morning by his presence his sweet touch and his presence in you and on you thank you for healing broken hearts this morning thank you father for those who've been tired those who've been worn out those who still have symptoms from covid i just come against all of that tiredness all that sickness and i say be gone in jesus name these are the children of god you have no right on them they belong to jesus christ holy spirit come and take its place come and refresh come and restore come and strengthen by your joy your joy be our strength from this moment onwards we thank you father thank you that you are strengthener you are redeemer you are healer thank you jesus thank you as we go in this week you will lead us into the fullness that you have for us lord we will see your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven amen and amen thank you jesus thank you holy spirit thank you jesus thank you holy spirit how we love you how we love you how we love you how we love you if you're new here today and you're visiting oh it's so lovely to have you with us we would love to get to know you better there's coffee being served on the mezzanine level so please make your way there so we can say hello to you and we just want to hear your story and if you haven't made a friend make one today don't leave hang around you can enjoy this atmosphere for a bit longer just stay in your chair if you want or go grab a coffee and show somebody some love and have a blessed blessed week god bless you all of you